Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Wellington. It's Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura. Um, And I'm Christine. Hello. Christine, I was uh, very pleased that my intro rolled off the tongue because it is our first episode, our first, uh, you know, uh, our our broadcast of 2019. We're back, and it's going to be an amazing year, and we're going to start off with a pretty amazing uh, couple of guests tonight. Oh um, my gosh, yeah. I know, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great episode. And mm-hmm. This year is, is really awesome. There's so many cool things happening, like, right now, this month, and next month in Wellington, including, like, The Fringe, and uh, The Performance Arcade, and... Perfect Weather. And Perfect Weather is just going to continue, <laughs> lots of beach swims. Yep. I must say, the beach swims, the water hasn't been as hot this year as last year. Have you noticed? No, I have not noticed. Oh, sorry, that was my Siri turning on. I'm just going to put that aside over here. Okay. Um, beach swims, apparently, as interpreted as my phone as, um, you know, hey Siri. <laughs> where should we go to the beach today? <laughs> That's for after the show. But, but for the second half of the show, let me, tell you, let me tease what we're going to do for the second half okay. of the show. Um, I have a very famous, very famous person joining us in the second half of the show. Captain James Cook. Was that your Siri? That was my Siri! I I don't know what's going on here. Um, we're, we're throwing it outside. (laughs) Siri is a major problem. Alicia, have you got your, um, phone out on the table to activate your Siri? No, I haven't. I actually very diligently checked that it was on silent like a total radio pro and then we've got the hosts here like amateurs you know but i put it on silent i just didn't i i had never considered siri before okay never mind uh our (laughs) it's gonna be a great show this year you've got amazing skilled hosts we totally know what we're We're doing still warming up but you've got an amazing guest to start us off Let's kick right into it. She's already introduced herself. Uh. Well, kind of. Um, So today I have with me Alicia Watson. And Alicia is a very inspiring Wellington social um, enterprise um, operator. And she's actually so amazing that this is her second time back on the show. Um, And we've got her back because... I am just in awe of what she's achieved in the past year um, since we had her on the show. And also because it's Valentine's Day this Thursday. And I don't actually normally get very excited about Valentine's Day, to be honest. But I think if you're going to give a gift, it should be a good gift. And if you're going to give underwear, it should be Alicia's. So, Alicia, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell people why it should be your underwear. What's special about your social enterprise and your underwear? So first off, to give the listeners a name, um, the, 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 I guess the social enterprise is called NISA. Um, I set up a wee workshop, um, and we've just actually moved to Willis Street, but I, um, where we sew and make and sell underwear 
um, and my staff are women from refugee backgrounds. So I really set up the whole thing to, you know, provide them with the same opportunities that I've enjoyed growing up here in New Zealand. Um, yeah, so we we sew away in our, in our little workshop. And um, yeah, so Valentine's Day is a bit of a big deal for us because what do you know? What do people want on Valentine's Day? <laughs> They want undies. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it was really fun. About two weeks ago, we did a Valentine's Day shoot, and I've just never seen so many pink things in my life. But, um, yeah, it was great because we got these giant paper flowers for the model to, like, play around with. And it's all on our Instagram, by the way, at um, Nisa Woman. Um, yeah, and it was just, like, yeah. So I've never been one for the Valentine's spirit, but, like, Give me a giant paper rose and a set of cotton underwear any day, you know? <laughs> um, for your woman, the former mm. refugee here you mm. employ, does Valentine's Day mean anything to any oh, of Oh, it's actually a good idea. I haven't asked because I'm. they're like, why are we making so many pink underwear? And I'm like, it's Valentine's <laughs> Day. So that is their, the extent of their understanding of what's going on. So I, they think Valentine's Day is something no. to do with pink. And I'm also sure, like, quite um, a few of my employees are Muslim and, I know you know, Valentine's Day is... I guess originally a religious holiday. Saint Valentine's. Yeah, so I doubt it would mean that much to them, and I doubt they'd Mm. celebrate it um, where they come from. But like, obviously, you know, they they know about it. You know, it's chocolates and candies everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about all the chocolates and candies and all of the other stuff that we buy at Valentine's Day? Just going. I I don't know. I've never actually met anyone that celebrates Valentine's Mm. Day. So I, you know. I'm saying this with one side, but I'm like, I don't know any anyone who does. But saying that I used to work at a dessert restaurant in high school, and I know for a fact that <laughs> Valentine's Day was their busiest day of the year, uh, and it was crazy, you know, just so many couples in, out, in, out, eat the dessert, leave. It would be like a 15-minute turnover, you know? Um and so, so it, obviously, someone's doing something. <laughs> yeah, well, food is the way to a man's heart. Yeah. <laughs> food and, and pink undies. a giant Jaffa tower. <laughs> Last time you were on the show, Alicia, I think mm. that you um, had three staff. Yes. And... Um, it was very early days. Yes. Tell us about the last year and where you are now. Um, so now I have five employees, and I guess most of them work many more hours than they originally did. So now most of our staff work around the 30-hour mark, and we have shorter days. So uh, everyone finishes at 3 or 2 o'clock to pick up kids and do that kind of thing. Or, you know, I'm there kind of on my computer till about five or six, but that's okay. Cause, and I think it's really nice for them to have um, quite a balanced life outside of work. Um, for lots of them, they were like, I guess, back, back home, predominantly mothers, and a few of them had never, ever worked in a job job before. Mm. So this is a really new experience. Mm. Mm. How have they embraced that ex- uh, experience and what sorts of changes have you seen in them over the last year? Um, <laughs> well, I one of my employees has just reduced her hours because her husband, who's been looking for work for a few years, has just found a job. And um, <laughs> this, this week or like maybe two weeks ago was when she started reducing her hours and she's come back and I was talking to her and she's like, oh, my English has gotten much worse. <laughs> so there's like a very tangible understanding of English component that goes on just mm. when you're like in a team of people where English is the working language. Obviously, your English gets better. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I think the biggest um, difference is around like confidence and independence. 
And then also just enjoying the company of other people that aren't your family. You know, mm. if you're a mum at home, who do you see all the time? It's your kids and your husband mm. um, and maybe some other family members. But, you know, there's not this wider community network that you know. Um, it's quite narrow. So to go to a workshop with people from literally all over the world mm. is quite unusual, I think. Yeah. How do you see that um, confidence, or do you see that confidence play out yeah. outside of the workshop as well in terms of the way that they're integrating? I, in to be honest, I wouldn't know because I mm. only see them at the workshop. Um, I What I'm hoping is that, um, like, f- public transport's a great example. So um, a few of my employees live very far away and they catch a bus and a train every day to work and then a bus and train home. Mm. Um, and it's even things like... Um, I don't think they would necessarily get out and about a lot if they didn't have some place to go, like any mm. of us, right, who's just going to mm. jump and travel and walk around the city. No. Um, so I think, you know, having that amount of time alone and then independently navigating the world, especially when you're not that confident in English, like that doesn't happen unless there's a reason for you to do that. And so that's one thing I'm really excited about because now if, you know, someone came, a stranger came up to one of them in the street, they'd be like, I deal with strangers all the time in the workshop. Mm. These random people walk in and they're like, I'm in the wrong place. (laughs) Um, And so I think just taking that, like, that fright away from it a little bit and, you know, just dealing with new people all the time is a really important skill. Yeah. Mm. Within the workshop, is Mm. it quite a cultural melting pot? Oh, yeah. Are they all different countries? Totally. Talk about what it's like in there. Um, You know, yeah, it's hard to describe, I guess, because people's level of English varies a lot and and broadly that means that like everyone just kind of gets along you know like (laughs) it's hard to get really really offended if you like (laughs) um otherwise but yeah the I think the biggest people are just you know I guess want to be friends and like come at it from a really healthy happy place um so in that way and because very few of them had ever, like, imagined ever having a career. It's just a really different standpoint to approach work from, you know? Mm. Um, and that has some real positives and some negatives. Like, it means that if someone's never worked before, you really have to lay out, like, this is what it means to be in employment. It means you arrive on the minute or a few minutes early. It means it means you take breaks at this time. It means we expect X, Y, Z of you. Whereas with a Kiwi, I think there'd be a lot more that would be left unsaid. And if someone mm. did something wrong, you'd be like, what are you doing? But, you know, for us, we we just have to assume that, you know, anything that's unsaid is unknown. You know, there's no sh- real shared frame of reference. So everything has to be vocalised, talked about, communicated. Yeah. When you talk about that, I wonder mm. how much that kind of thing causes other employers mm. to shy away. So, oh, totally, know, totally. It's um, it is more work. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But um, that's like our reason for being. You know, mm. I don't desire to be an underwear mogul separate from the impact we're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, it's for sure. Like it's um, it's work, but it's also an amazing opportunity. And I think really on all of our deathbeds, we're going to look back and be like, what impact have we made on other people's lives? And some people try and, like, I guess, give a lot of money to charity and, like, do a lot of good on, like, a, I guess, impact a lot of people's lives in a smaller way. Or some people say, 
I want to make five people's lives a lot better, mm. um, you know, and both are, you know, both are just as valid as each other. But that's if you want to look back and say these are the handful of people I've really moved or changed or helped in my life, you know, this is one, I guess, one way to do that. Yeah. I guess there, as well as the challenges that come with employing mm. the former refugees, there are also um, special qualities that they bring. Um, what would you say to other employee mm. to other employers mm. about taking you know that um, jump to employee one or two as part of their workforce? Um, I've been asked this question before, and I find it really difficult to answer because, to a certain extent, I think stuff like hard, they're hardworking and blah blah mm. is kind of like this trite untruth. Like there's no there's no identity that is former refugees. You know, mm. there's no one. To be honest, former refugees don't really consider themselves former refugees. They'll be like, no, I'm from Somalia. You know, mm. that I happen to be, this is this has been my journey so far, but, like, do I feel like a refugee? Not particularly. And so to be like, there are any character traits that generally apply across the group? No, because they've all had such different, different lives. But I think a lot of the challenges are similar. Um, so that's why I don't like mm. to say, you know, some kind of, thing is everyone's different and they're just like in any group of people there'll be some amazing people who work really hard and really put their entire heart into it and there are others that won't and it's just that's life that's every single person we're all so different yeah and alongside that if you want to make mm. a positive difference in the world yeah. you could do it by starting with one person and seeing how you can yeah help totally the and I think it's it's also um I think a lot of the people get stuck if they try and portray former refugees as, as, you know, like when they put them up on this kind of pedestal, you know, they're just people and that's how you get really like funny ideas and people get really offended or insulted if someone's not like full of gratitude or, mm. you know, abides by their idea, idea of what a good immigrant is. You know, you, you have to question that narrative and be like, these are all just people trying to do the best they can in a tough situation like a lot of us do every day. Yeah, like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my challenges are a little less than they face, but yeah. <laughs> but you've had some challenges oh, over the past absolutely, year. absolutely. Tell us, give us an example or two. Um, so, an example or two. Oh, God. There have just been so many. Like, I, my biggest learning from all of this is just wow to people that have businesses, you know? And now I just walk along the street and I used to see a paper shop. And I'd be like, that would be easy. You know, someone orders the paper, they sell the paper. And now I'm like, every shop I go past or every business, I'm like, this is an entire world onto itself. Mm. You know, there are so many, the network and the connections and the accounts that they all run and like the contacts and the customer list is all so fascinating and so unique to them. Um, and so that's, I just have so much respect now for everyone that started a business or is like struggling you know, like trying to do something interesting with business because, man, like you put your entire heart and soul into it and it's really exciting but also bloody terrifying, yeah. Mm. Where have the greatest rewards come? Oh, you know, you just have your days are full of, like, mini victories and mini loss. You know, it's just, 
you know, like we, you know, we got a message from Jacinda Ardern because we oh. sent her a pair of underwear, <laughs> you know, like being like, love it, please invoice me. I cannot accept this gift. <laughs> Have you got the Jacinda Ardern pair on the yeah, website? Yeah, yeah, so we okay. made a maternity bra for her, which is why oh. this is happening. So, yeah, that was really fun. Um, and, like, you know, we uh, – I got into the semifinals of CEO, which is, uh, I guess, a – I don't even know how you call it, like a – uh, incubator for women, female-led businesses. So the women supporting women. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like, a few other awards have come through recently that have been just, you know, you put in the long nights, the tears are shed, you know, the wounds are licked, and then and sometimes you're just like, oh, God, it's so, you know, I can't keep going. And then you just get these, like, wins, which keep, you know, that provide you with that motivation. And I think that will be, I don't know, when I talk to other people that run social enterprises in particular, but I'm sure this is applicable to businesses everywhere, they say, you know, it doesn't actually change as you get your, the business ages and becomes kind of, you know more about what's going on. It just, the problems get bigger, but your tolerance for stress increases. Mm. And so I was like, oh God, that's a bleak outlook, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but I think it's probably realistic, Yeah. Yeah, and I guess a lot of the joy comes in the impact. So totally. a year of impact, what does yeah. that look like? Um, oh, God. I think I calculated that the other day we've provided like over like maybe 2,500 hours of employment. Uh, we've made a couple of thousand garments in the last year. Um, we've, But the wins tend to be much more immediate. Like when you get a really exciting email saying something, you know, that's when you get mm. the buzz. You don't necessarily get the buzz from looking around at the people you see every day and like mm-hmm. being like, yay. Because you know? <laughs> um, it's a job. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but then also just like lovely chats. Like sometimes I'm at work and I have such an awesome team around me. Like I'm chatting with my production manager and we're like, we need to get on a plane to Melbourne to see the fabric factory. And like we get all excited about that or I'm talking to my staff about how their lives have changed or like the kids at school or I'm talking to like our you know design intern about different signage for the store and every day is just so dynamic and so many decisions and so exciting that you know that some days feel like that and some days feel like a total slog but you know it's it's kind of you know everything you could want and more I guess yeah. So some big wins, some yeah. awards and recognition, mm-hmm. um, accolades, and mm. a new store. Yeah, so um, we were we were in our old studio for a over a year, maybe a year and a half, and we were just totally. I guess it was it was quite small, um, and we loved it, and we're so grateful to the landlord who cut us an absolute deal and we when I think about the people that have helped us the most it's actually been the business community so it definitely you know it hasn't been charities it's been like businesses who I approach and I'm like you do this thing can we have a little bit of it for free or at a really low price or can you help us with rent you know we really can't afford much and they've been like absolutely Shall you we know that a couple of people that would be nice yeah so my landlord mark he's amazing but also people like carpet court you know i'm like my staff are really going to struggle on our concrete f- floor and our new premises can you help us you know and they were like yeah we've got i was like can we have some offcuts and like we've actually got this huge piece of carpet no. you can have and we'll overlock it for you for free you know they they were like we love what you're doing and there are so many stories like that all of the time of me just reach and like for example in our first pop-up 
we had, um, I was like, oh, I don't have like loads of furniture to fill out the store. It's for a week. I don't want to do that. So I reached out to a home, what do you call it? A home dressing company. So they dress like houses that are being sold. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we'll fit out your shop. We'll drop it off and pick it up, you know? And just things like that happen all the time. And it's that help. Like we can't afford to pay market price for all those things. But it's the business community that have really said like, I guess they're not often approached for their services, to be honest, if I like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that what that's what allows us to achieve such amazing things. It's all of that support within the Wellington and New Zealand business network. Where's the new store going to be and when do Oh, yeah, sorry, back to the new store. So, yeah, <laughs> we've moved into the a new premises on Willis Street. And it's at number 99 and we're on the first floor. And it's we're, we're just in the process of... I, I'm going to say putting the final touches on it, but realistically, we still have to do the changing room. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, putting the finishing touches on it. Um, And then we're probably going to open in about a week's time and then have a bit of a soft open and then have a launch party maybe a few weeks after that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that will be, you know, and now I'm designing, like, the customer journey through the store and that's really fun, you know. <laughs> well, we'll all have to come and check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, a lot of creativity every day, that's for sure. Cool. In the yeah. meantime, we can do our Valentine's Day shopping online on the yeah, store. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, we've just got one minute to go, so I just want yeah. to ask you, um, I also heard that you're launching a men's range. Maybe, maybe. So in June, we're going to run a crowdfunding campaign because we've been literally hounded by men to make underwear for them. <laughs> one guy even rang me up and he was like, you need to make men's underwear. And I was like, we'd need about 20 grand of capital to do that. And he's like... Uh, I'll take out a second mortgage on my house. And I'm like, absolutely not, but that's such a lovely offer. <laughs> so, so, like, I guess we're finally caving to pressure and we'll run a crowdfunding campaign to see if there's actually enough support and energy for the idea um, and go from there. But, yeah, at the moment we're just women's underwear and bras and T-shirts and socks and all those good things. Well, let us know when yeah. you launch the crowdfunding campaign yes. and we'll put a link to that on our website. Yeah, and great. thank you so much for coming in today. No Exciting worries. times for you and so cool to see what you've achieved. Yeah. And we're going to go into a song about love for Valentine's Day. Is that right? Yeah, let's do it.
Love is all you need. Love is all you need. 